0: Thanks for joining us here today at Real Life Church online. Seriously, so excited you're with us, man! It's great to be back together, this Real Life family, connecting this Sunday. Hey, if you're new with us, I want to give you a special shout out. Thank you for being here. Seriously, you are honored guest. I believe God's brought you this video on purpose today. Well, you may notice uh, if you, if you've been with us before, we are in a brand new filming studio here off of Main Street. I want to say a special thank you to Chris and Michelle here at the Main Street Performing Arts. Center. Let us use their space. Uh, we have filled up this entire space with all sorts of stuff. And One of the coolest things that we get to do is have our full band back together again in three months. You guys are going to love it. Come on, give up for Chris and Michelle. Man, give them some love. Let them know that we're thankful, grateful we could use this space. It's so exciting. Hey, I want to say a special word of encouragement and gratitude uh, to Rob and Tammy Hallford. Let us crash their house, their home. For the last three months, we've been filming in their basement on Thursday nights uh, for about five to seven hours depending on the week. I want to say thank you so much to Rob and Tammy for opening your home. Allow us to use that. Come on, give it up for them. If they're in a watch party, come on, let them get low. You love them. Seriously, we could not have done this without you, and uh, it's been an incredible journey. I want to say thank you for everybody that supported us along the way in this time. I believe you guys something special for each of you today. Maybe in this season as we open up from COVID and uh, maybe everything's come back together for you, but there's something inside you that's missing in this season. There was some passion maybe. There's some passion for God as we started in COVID. You were strong. You were spiritually healthy. And maybe today you just find out it's just waning a little bit. Maybe it's just not the way it was before with all the changes, maybe with all the, the pressure, all the negativity you see on television and the media. Maybe the passion for God is just a little different. Maybe it's absent in this season. And Today, man, I'm telling you, God has something special for us that you are called. You are gifted. You are here on purpose. And there's something inside of us that God is drawing us to himself this Spirit of God wants to be passionate for him today. Man, they're daily getting in front of him. And I believe God has something special for you. So thank you for being here. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand to your feet. I invite you to get on your feet. We're going to worship God, the God that died for us, who loves us. We're going to sing a song called Glorious Day, the day that we were set free in the name of Jesus. We're delivered from our sin, man, delivered from our guilt, delivered from our shame into the freedom of Jesus. Come on, get on your feet. Let's worship God big today. Come on, let them know you love him.
1: was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my
2: Lift up your voices to Him.
3: guys are out this morning, let's lift a shout of praise to Jesus. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. Man, we worship Him. He's the only one that we are caring about this morning. So don't be shy. Lift a shout of praise wherever you're at, whether you're at a watch party or you're online. If you're online, show some, throw out some hearts, throw out some likes. Man, it is just an honor and a privilege just to be able to worship God big this morning. So I want to welcome you from wherever you are, whether you're online or you're at one of those great, awesome watch parties We are so excited about having you online with us today or at a watch party. If you're new with us, I want you to know that we are super excited about having you here. I wanna give you a big welcome home. We believe that you belong here with us. In fact, if you're online, let's give everybody that's new just a round of uh, shouts, likes, hearts. If you're at a watch party, throw out the air high five. Let them know that you guys care about them because we just love that you guys chose to worship with us today if you're new. If you are new, I want to invite you to fill out this digital communication card that we have for you. You can do that in two different ways. You can text RL new to 97000 or if you're online or you have your phone out, there's going to be a link that pops up in the comment section. You can click on that as well. And if you fill that out for us, one of our connection team members will just reach out to you and they're going to make you feel right at home here at Real Life. And we do that because it flows out of who we are. It flows out of what our mission is, what God's called us to do. And that's to see people far from Jesus discover their real life and purpose in Him. And so we just we are here for everybody. We are just broken people that are showing other broken people where Jesus is and how to find Him. We're just one beggar showing another beggar how to find food. We are a home for those without a community. We are a church for the unchurched. And so we want to bring hope and joy to all people in Jesus' name. So we're just excited that you're here with us. And here's the best part. This isn't just my mission. This isn't just Pastor Sean's mission. This is real life's mission. You can be involved. And the easiest way to do that is just to share the content. The same content that encourages you and blesses you every week, man, it will be a blessing and encouragement to somebody you know. So if you're online, just hit that share button. If you're at a watch party, pull that phone out. Continue to interact with us and hit that share button as well. You guys can make a difference today in somebody's life. So if you guys would, let's go to let's go ahead and let's pray. Let's come before God. Just ask him just to bless our gathering today. God, we come before you, and I just pray that, that you touch everybody's lives that's listening today. I pray that they have an authentic encounter with you. I pray that they don't walk away from today's gathering just wondering and still hoping and without an answer, without a purpose. God, I just pray that your presence is known in their lives today. And again, we just lift up all these things, and we ask it in your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So Hey, here's your opportunity. If you're online, I want you to find somebody in the chat section. Tell them how glad you are to see them. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you care about them. If you're at a watch party, throw out those air high fives. show, Show them some love. Show them some likes. Man, we are excited that you guys are with us today. Can't wait for another great message of staying positive.
4: When you feel you're stuck in a dead-end job And your boss looks like a guy from the mob Do your best and don't be a slob Be a rock star and not a blob Stay positive When you're trying to get your master's degree With a spouse at home and a kid or three It's tough for a while but not eternity Smile, whistle and believe Stay positive
0: Hey, speaking of going from one to three kids and your life getting incredibly busy, man, I've got some exciting news today. Man, Diane and I, we are pregnant. We are having our third kid coming up in November. Man, excited about this. We're moving from man-to-man defense, come on, somebody, into a zone defense. It's about to get crazy up in the Petrie household. Really excited for what God has done our family add another plate, and uh, we're excited to see what God is going to do. This next kid uh, cannot wait. It's about to get crazy. I'm just telling you. Cannot wait for November. Uh, but today we're going to talk about something that's just near and dear to my heart, and I believe for some of us this can be a life changing moment today. I believe God's going to speak to us in so many ways. Some of you guys have lost our spiritual passion. Maybe we started out in the COVID-19 season, and uh, maybe we were strong. Maybe we were reading our Bible. We were praying. We were excited by the things of God. We heard the voice of God. I mean, we were all over the things of God. And somewhere along this season, maybe we lost our passion. Maybe we lost our spiritual enthusiasm. And if that's you, man, this message is for you today. And I'm telling you, I can understand what it's like uh, to lose your spiritual passion. Matter of fact, I can share a little bit of my story. Much like many of you, I grew up, and I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I met Jesus when I was in high school. My life was radically changed and became passionate. I was enthusiastic about Jesus. Uh, Matter of fact, I'd show up to church uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Wednesday night. I'd go to Tuesday night Bible study. Man, I was so excited about church. You're going to love this. Uh, That I joined, you're going to believe this or not, come on, somebody, the Church Orchestra. And I played this alto saxophone. You know, this is a, you know, you know, you have to be enthusiastic about Jesus to even play the saxophone at church. So I'm going to do my best George Michaels right now. Whatever, right? That was so much fun. Some of you guys are making fun of me right now. You're like, dude, that guy is absolutely crazy. I'm just telling you, that's how crazy it was for Jesus. I wore this on Sunday morning and played in the orchestra. Come on, somebody. You know you're passionate about Jesus to do something like that. Matter of fact, in high school, I started a club um, in our high school and, uh, to reach my friends for Jesus. Uh, I was excited about Jesus. I wore those, those cheesy you know, camp t-shirts about Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. It just was just cheese ball. And People called me the Jesus guy. Matter of fact, I was so passionate about Jesus. Uh, when I came to going into college, man, I was praying for God to use my life, a uh- I felt a call to be a pastor, to to lead, uh, just to be a, used as an instrument in hands of God, and the opportunity came up to go to Bible college, and man, I just took that step and said, I'm gonna, I'm just going to serve my life, I'm going to serve Jesus my whole life. And I, I went off to Bible college, and about a year into Bible college, I mean, trust me, I was passionate about Jesus. When I first started. I joined the church choir. Come on, if you think I'm bad at the saxophone, you should hear me sing in the church choir. When it says joyful noise, come on, that was me making a joyful noise unto the Lord. I was passionate about. It. By the end of my first year, though, people were asking me, Hey, how, 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 I mean, what do, you, what do you think about Bible college? Uh, what's God do in your life? And I was like, man, I don't know about this whole Jesus thing. I don't know if I'm going to keep serving him. I don't know about going back to Bible college next year. And over the course of the year, something changed in my life, and I, I lost my spiritual passion. Man, I lost my spiritual enthusiasm, and maybe today that's you. And this is why I titled this message today, get your passion back. Man, we got to get our passion back. We gotta be on fire for Jesus. It's so easy to lose that. I want to do to pray for you if you lost your passion and just allow God to do some work in your life. Say, Father God, thank you so much. God, for all you're doing. God, I pray that I just have some passion in this season. God, I pray for one person a day, God, that hears this, that's just been on spiritual neutral, man, just floating through. God, this is about comfort and complacency. God, bring us back, God, to reading our Bible. God, to to trust you every day, daily walking with you. God, I praise in Jesus' name, amen. Man, I first met Jesus. Matter of fact, I started reading the Bible, and I started in a table of contents. Come on, I went back to the maps, you know, and I just went right. I was so passionate about Jesus for some of us we've lost that passion in our life. You know, we're in the middle of a series called Stay Positive, and uh, there's no better time probably to have this series happening than today in our country, in our world. Man, with so much negativity, man, God is calling us to be positive. We're talking about the theme of enthusiasm today. Who knows? There's two different types uh, of people out there when it comes to enthusiasm. There's one that let their circumstance influence their own enthusiasm, and there's those who use their enthusiasm to change their circumstances. There's some of us that let our circumstances, our friends, man, COVID-19, man, our, our our things around us, our people's opinions, stop us from being passionate about God. And it changes our posture, it changes our attitude, it changes our mood and our perspective. But some of us, man, we come to the table with our enthusiasm and we change the world from what it is to what it can be today. Man, I love, love, love talking about this word enthusiasm. This word enthusiasm actually comes from two Greek words, in theos. In theos. In just means in. And theos means God. The word theology comes from theos. So in God, enthusiasm is in the presence of God. It means be filled with God. Literally, the word means just in God. It's in His presence. We're soaking and abiding in Him. This isn't some enthusiasm. Isn't some contrived idea that we should be happy and joyful and just enthusiastic like we're in theater and put on a face. No, no. It's a deep seated presence of God, intimacy with God found in our lives. I mean, when was the last time that we were enthusiastic because of what Jesus did in our our life, it's born out of presence with Him. That's why I love what Paul says in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. He says, This, but thank God, man, somebody say, Thank God, but thank God. Some of you guys need this today, man. I'm gonna ask you to say it again because I believe we can be more enthusiastic at those watch parties or in your house. Come on, say it with me, but thank God. God. I love what he says. Thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death. Man, I hope you guys never forget this. Victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, man, because he gives us victory, what do we should do? Be strong. Be immovable. Wouldn't that be amazing to be said about the church today? Be strong and immovable, always working. Love it. Say with me. Enthusiastically. We're going to work enthusiastically for the Lord, for we know that nothing we do for the Lord is ever useless. Do you know There's nothing you can do for God that's in vain. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can give him. There's nothing you can serve. There's nothing you do for God that is useless. God is using all of it. You know, I think of an example of this. Man, we are serving in just a few weeks here in Belton uh, at the high school, middle school, and their offices, man, to update their clothing closets and their food pantries. This helps those people that are food insecure. And I'm gonna remind you guys, today of who we're doing it for. It's not just what we're doing, it's who we're doing it for. It makes all the difference in the world that we're helping people that are struggling to have food and clothing needs met. And for us, that means something real simple. That means we're not going to buy the lowest grade shelving. That means we're not going to just get by. We're not going to just spend a dollar. We're not going to find the cheapest thing. No, we're going to find the nicest thing. We're going to do something that honors people, that brings dignity. It's not what we're doing that makes it meaningful. It's who we're doing it for. We're doing it for the kids. We're doing it for our community and. Ultimately, we're doing it for God, and God brings meaning into everything we do. It takes the mundane and moves it into meaning. You know, I think about somebody uh, that just that just has enthusiasm uh, that we move something from mundane into something that's meaningful. I think of this guy that I've actually only met a few times. Uh, he works at the zoo of all places, and uh, he's in the bird show. Uh, he's the guy that runs the bird show, and I, I'm showing up. And you know, who knows that a bird show is mundane? Uh, you know, you're gonna. Go and let's be honest, you just go because you're trying to get a seat. You're going to get out of the heat and you want to sit down. You're going to give some ice cream to your kids and some popcorn. And you're going to relax and veg out. You're not there for the birds. Let's just be real. You don't really care about those birds at all. You're there to relax and get some air conditioning out of the sun. It could be the most mundane show in the world. But this guy shows up. He is just jacked about these birds, man. All right, kids, get in your seats. The birds are coming out. And all the kids are on the edge of their seats. Man, he's like Ace Ventura. <laughs> I can't even do it. I'm going to come back in next week I you know, see if I can hit that note. But all the animals come out, right? And this guy's talking about the roadrunners and the owls, all this stuff. And the kids are just enthralled. This guy is excited about it. I'm like, man, who does this? Who has this kind of enthusiasm? Matter of fact, this is awesome. They sent out this giant owl. And it uh, went out to the, um, one of the perches and stuff. And I guess they're training this bird. And that thing would not move. Man, seriously, they're putting food everywhere, trying to get this thing to fly from one perch to another. They couldn't get the owl to do anything at all. And this guy, he's just so enthusiastic. He's just talking about the out for 10 minutes. We're starting to go, man, how, how long can this guy keep it up? I'm pretty sure he's just making stuff up, right? Five minutes into it, 10 minutes into it. About 15 minutes of his bird not moving. Finally, he just dismisses us from the room. He said, let's just be quiet as possible. And we all come out. And of course, I'm like, dude, that guy was awesome. Can we hire that guy to be the, the greeter at our church? You know, like that guy was amazing. So much enthusiasm. I'm telling you, your enthusiasm can change the world. You're in theos, in God. How passionate are you for the things of God? This guy was passionate. passionate about birds, but do we got to be passionate about Jesus, passionate about getting in his word, passionate about being changed by the power of God. I love what it said. Thanks be to God who delivers us from sin and death. And whatever you do, it's not in vain. You're doing it for the Lord. We need some in God, some in Theos, some of his presence in our life today. What is it going to take to get our passion back? I know some of us, maybe you're in that spot where the passion is lacking. Today, I believe is your day, man, to turn up the heat on your passion for God. I believe you can have spirit enthusiasm but it's so easy to lose you know I'm gonna talk about something in the Bible that had spiritual enthusiasm and then lost it. You might know this guy if you've been around church at all. He's an Old Testament, real famous guy named David. Man, David was a kid with spiritual enthusiasm. Man, he was a shepherd of sheep, but he grew up to be a king and he lost his spiritual enthusiasm. Matter of fact, this famous story you may know of in the Bible of David and Goliath, if you don't know the story, these two armies converge in a valley. The Philistine armies on one side, the Israelites on another, and they send one representative to come to the middle and they fight each and whoever wins this fight Wins the battle. Of course, the Philistines they send their biggest guy. They send Goliath. He comes down with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, and he is just talking smack everywhere. And the the Israelites are standing on the other side, going, "I'm not going out there. I'm not going to represent this." And they're standing silent on the sidelines. And here comes David. He's a little shepherd boy, not a warrior, and he's bringing a, a sack lunch. He's bringing a little lunch pail to his brothers who are in Israelite army. And he sees Goliath out in the field mocking their God. And this is what David does, full of spirit spiritual passion. This is what he says to Goliath on the battlefield. David says this in 1 Samuel 17, 45. David said to the Philistine said to the Goliath, you came against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, oh buddy, but I came against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of all armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day, I'm making a declaration, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give, you, give your carcass of the Philistines' army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel man in theos this isn't some human contrived confidence man this is the unparalleled confidence in the things of God that God is in it that God is going to use us and he is passionate about God Man, what happened to David's enthusiasm man where'd he get this from and how did he have this enthusiasm? The whole army around him stood still. They all were trained warriors, but David, this boy, he had something different in his life. I want to give you three thoughts about David's enthusiasm. I will to give you three concepts, three ideas of why David was enthusiastic, where his passion came from. The first thing is this, that he trusted God. He walked with God and he worshiped God. Man, he trusted God daily, he walked with God daily, and he worshiped God daily. You know that main word is daily, daily, daily. Man, he walked with God daily, trusted God daily, worshiped God daily. Man, he trusted God daily. As, as a kid, he was a shepherd. He was just watching the sheep. His job was to protect them. And guess what? He trusted them when a lion showed up and a bear showed up. He took out that sling stone, stone and flung it around and he killed the lion. He killed the bear. Matter of fact, he walked with God. You can see this in the most famous psalm, maybe the most famous part of the Bible, in Psalm 23, he says, The Lord is my shepherd. Man, I lack nothing. God is with me. He's my everything. He makes me lay down in green pastures. Man, he restores my soul. He leads me next to the still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path paths. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, even the darkest night, even the shadow of death, I am not afraid because my God is with me. The Holy Spirit that I rod and I staff, they comfort me. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil that my cup runs over. Surely goodness and love will fall me all days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Man, he walked with God. Those words were penned for somebody who stepped in the footsteps of God, who had intimacy with God. He trusted with God. He walked with God. And Ultimately, he worshiped God. Matter of fact, there's a story in the Bible where David ran almost half naked from his house because the Ark of the Covenant where the presence of God was at. He ran to worship Jesus, to worship God, and the group of, just a mob of worshipers are down there. He's just half naked. His wife's making fun of him, but nothing was gonna stop the passion of David. He worshiped God. He walked with God and he trusted God. His enthusiasm wasn't a Sunday thing. That's for sure. He didn't show up to church on Sunday. He didn't click a button. He didn't just hear two or three songs and listen to a message. No, it was deep seated. It was daily. He was just abiding with Jesus. He was in his word. He just couldn't get enough. He was desperate for God. He had a relationship with him. He didn't just worship when we sang here on Facebook or on social media. No, no. He worshiped God on his own, man. He played songs. He played better than I could play on a saxophone, right? He played the harp you know what i'm talking about you know you must be passionate about jesus and enthusiastic if you play the harp come on this is david the man for god's own heart but david had two seasons a season where he had enthusiasm and a season where he lost it and for some of us we're in this season matter of fact if you fast forward there's another famous piece of scripture about david i start out like this it says in the springtime when the kings go off to war Instead of David going off to war, David was at home. He was a place where he wasn't supposed to be. Matter of fact, he was on his rooftop, another place he should, shouldn't supposed to be. And when he was on that rooftop being a place he's not supposed to be. Instead of fighting the battles in the springtime, he was in his own comfort. He saw things he shouldn't see. He saw Bathsheba taking a bath on the rooftop and he did things he shouldn't do. And that season, everything changed. There's cost him so much. It cost him his family. It cost him sin. It cost him his enthusiasm. And ultimately, David, he shifted gears. I want to contrast this for you. How is it that this man with enthusiasm, David, ran into the battle to kill Goliath with enthusiasm, but he apathetically walked on the roof in his own comfort. Man, how did it change? Where did his passion go? What happened to David? You know, I believe this. I believe David took his eyes off of his calling and onto his own comfort, then it's so easy to shift your eyes off of what God has for you and to just move it on to ourselves. And i want to ask you the question today, which one best represents you today? Man, would you say your spiritual life is on fire? Man, you're charging the battleground. Man, you're open the Bible. You don't know where it's at. you just open anywhere in the Bible and God just speaking to you. You can hear his presence. You listen to his voice. You're abiding with him. You just hear him. You know him. You're walking with him. Would you say you're spiritual on fire? Or maybe for some of us, maybe we're just not maybe we let go of some things maybe we're just more spiritually apathetic maybe it's just more about our own comfort maybe this season we've exchanged all the stuff for god for other things and not even known we've done it maybe we're just more about personal comfort and i personally believe it's easy to drift from discipline man for the things of god from the hope of god into the routines that are far from god which one represents you in this season because david had it and then david lost it you know it took for david to come back on the right track It took a prophet named Nathan. Matter of fact, Nathan told him this amazing story and David was all upset because he couldn't believe what was happening. And then Nathan looked at David and said, Thou art the man. That's you, David. I'm talking about you right now. You're the apathetic one. You're the one, that's, they're the one that's all about your comfort. You're the one that's selfish. You're the one that did this. And David, he cries out to God in Psalm 51, one of the most powerful psalms. If you're hurting and you need the power of God in your life, he said this, Psalm 51 10, he said, Create me a pure heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Man, he wanted to get his passion back. He cried out to God. God, make me passionate. God, restore me. God, restore fill me. God, renew my life. You know, Jesus said this to the church of Ephesus in Revelation. It's such a powerful uh, piece of scripture. And Jesus he is actually upset. He says, yet I hold this against you. Jesus says, I am upset about this. He said, you have forsaken the love you had at first. Man, you've forsaken it. You left it behind. You let it go. You didn't forget about it. You completely lost it. No one took it from you. He said, consider how far you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Man, mean, in, less, in lesser terms, man, they didn't lose their enthusiasm. They left their enthusiasm. They made a choice to forget about God and walked away. And the Bible says this, consider how far you've fallen. I Man, when's the last time we trusted in God? Man, when's the last time we took a step of faith? When's the last time we said, today, God, it is your day. God, I'm just believing something big today. When's the last time we opened our Bible and said, God, do something with my life? When's the last time we got on our knees beside our bed and said, God, we are desperate for you. God, I need you. Don't make my life about myself. God, if it's all about me, it just ends with me, but I want it to be all about you. Man, let's be real. When's the last time, man, that we sought after God? How far have maybe we fallen? When's the last time we listened to worship music outside of Sunday morning? When's the last time we turn on a song just for our own hearts. When's the last time we prayed without being somebody else leading us? When's the last time we led our family closer to Jesus? You know, people ask me sometimes, man, how do you stay passionate about God? And I just tell them, I don't. (laughs) I don't stay passionate about God. I have to fight all the time as a pastor, as a leader. I believe there's a bigger mark on our lives, man. Just so much more pressure, so much more intimidation, so much more fear and so many decision making and all this stuff around me. I believe the devil just kind of puts that on you. And I I just got to tell you, man, I don't have it all together. Man, I didn't figure it all out. But I'm telling you, man, I'm passionate about God today. God just put a call on my life. I'm just going to choose him in this moment. You know, sometimes the, it gets the worst of me. You know, my faith isn't where it should be. My mindset's not where it should be. My mood is not where it should be. I'm waiting for Diane's not here, but she'd say amen right there. She'd say amen right at that moment. But I'm telling you, I had to do this. I had to repent and go back to the things I did before. Man, I have to go back to being that dude that said, I'm going to be a Jesus freak. I'm going to get out my alto saxophone here at Real Life to make a point to you that we need to be passionate about Jesus. How are you, how many of you guys are going to take a step? Are you going to put on that Jesus shirt? Be the Jesus freak at your work? How many of you guys are going to go back to the things you used to do? I didn't know any better. I didn't know it was weird to be a Christian. I was like just trying to bring people to heaven along with me. I'm going to go live that out. We're going to go back to those things that were so simple. When we met Jesus and our sins were forgiven, meant our faith was made whole. All of a sudden we're delivered from death. Man, It meant the world to us. We're going to be passionate about God. That's who God has called us to be in this moment. I believe Jesus is calling us from the mundane to the meaningful. Bro, your life isn't made to be meaningless. Your job isn't meaningless. It's not supposed to be meaningless. It's supposed to be meaningful and God makes it meaningful because you're not working for yourself. You're not working for other people. You're not looking for the applause of men. You're looking for the applause of God, the audience of one. Man, it's not what you do. It's who you do it for. Man, young person going to college, you're going to college for Jesus. If you're roofing a roof, you're going to roof it for Jesus. Whatever you do, you're going to do it for Jesus because he is the one that makes everything with meaning and purpose. It's not in vain when you serve God in theos, in God. We are called to spend time with God daily. Man, if you're at a watch party, you just look around and be like, you need to spend time with God. Man, I can tell if you're walking with God or not, I want you to walk with God because I need you to walk with God because I need people in my life they are going to pick me up and are going to carry me and are going to pray for me and are going to bring me to the next level and keep my head on because I'm all about me sometimes and I have people that take my eyes off myself. That's what we're called to do. It's more than a job. I'm telling you, it's more than a job. It is a calling. I know it turns the work. I know it's hard, but God called you to do hard things. Do you know the word "passion" in Latin means to suffer? Do you know that when Jesus' his last few days on earth were called the Passion of the Christ? The suffering of Christ. Can I tell you, if you're passionate for Jesus, you're gonna have to suffer a little bit. There's some things in your life you're gonna have to cut out. Netflix, I mean some other things in your life cut out, right? There's some things we have to say no to in our life and just suffer for the cause of Christ. I'm telling you, we're the kind of church in real life where we're gonna be enthusiastic. We're going to stay positive. Man, we're going to make a difference. We're going to bring other people along with us because we're in Jesus. And if anything, man, we're going to spend time with God. We can't change everybody else, but we can change ourselves. In this season full of negativity, we are going to choose to stay positive. We're going to be enthusiastic in God today. Father, I come before you. God, thank you so much for your word and your truth. God, I pray that we would just be enthusiastic. God, that we just spend time with you. People around us would know we walked with you because we have spent time with you, God. That we're going to put you first. We're going to abide in you, God. We don't want to be unbiased. Passionate, God, we don't be comfortable, God, we don't be complacent, God, we'll be all for you. And for some of us, we've lost that in this season. But as we continue to pray, some of you would say, You know, what? I've lost my passion. Man, I've been less enthusiastic. I can't remember the last time I was enthusiastic about things of God. Matter of fact, I don't know why I'm getting up in the morning. I'm barely getting through the day. And today you say, you know what? I need to get my passion back. I need some in theos. I need some abiding with Jesus. I need some presence of Jesus. I need to get in his word. I need to pray some more. Man, I just need to be around the people of God in this season. I get reminded of who God is. I want to be enthusiastic today. And that's you want to pray for you in this moment. God, help us to take our eyes off of ourselves. For some of us this season has been so complex and so difficult difficult and all new and all these changes. But one thing is the same, that Jesus, he'll never leave us or forsake us. And today we reminded that we're not going to build our life on the sand, on this earth, on man's applause, on our own reputation, on our finances. We're going to build it on you in this season. So God, we're enthusiastic. God, we are in you. And God, we are passionate. God, we are willing to suffer for your name because we're going to make you famous, God. We're going to bring your renown and your fame to our neighborhood, to our street, to our city, and our world. God, give us a passion to only come from you. Help us to be like David as a kid, God. We just trust you and we're going to stand up for justice. We're going to stand up for what's right. We're going to stand up when everybody's sitting on the sidelines, God. We're going to walk on that battlefield, God. We're going to charge hell, God. We're going to make a difference, God. We're putting up roadblocks for people, God. We're here to serve you, God, make your name famous. As you continue to pray, there's one more group of people I want to pray for. Today, for some of you, you need to accept the passion of Jesus, that Jesus was passionate for you. These last few days on earth from the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prayed for his cup to pass but there's no other way of my suffering god i want to follow you he chose to die on the cross for your sins the bible says he was nailed to the cross for all your wrongs and he exchanged it for all your rights There was a moment on that cross where darkness fell and all of the sin, all of the wrongs from you and me are pressed on Jesus. It says he was crushed out but not destroyed. The father turned his back on his son and he became our sacrifice. He bared our wrath. He was our passion. He was so passionate about us that he went through every torture of pain imaginable so that he could prove his love to us. And today for some of you, for the very first time, you need to say yes to Jesus. You need to say yes to new life. You say yes to having God as your father to be made new in this moment. For some of you, you have to say yes to new life, yes to putting your strength in yourself, yes to focus on, from not focusing on yourself, to focus on God. For some of you, you need to say yes to Jesus. And there's some things in your life that are gonna change, but you know what, you need Jesus today. And so if that's you, you say, I need forgiveness. Man, I need the passion of God. I need some enthusiasm. I need some purpose. Today, you can know Jesus. If that's you, you wanna pray this prayer with me, say, Father God, thanks so much for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me. God, I don't deserve it. God, I can't earn it, but God, you sent jesus for me and he was passionate for me so i'm going to passion for him today god you can have my life god you can use how you want to and i praise in jesus name amen come on everybody let's give it up for those who accepted christ today let's be enthusiastic for the things of god let's make this the greatest week we've had spiritually yet come on
5: What an incredible and inspiring morning of staying positive. It's just such a great reminder. And so I wanna tell you that prayer that you just prayed is not the end of a journey, but it is the beginning of a journey. And I wanna share with you some next steps on your journey with Jesus. You can text RL next to 97000. It's going to connect you with some awesome resources on our website to take your next steps on your journey with Jesus. And if you're new with us today or you've been hanging out for a while, I have a couple of other next steps for you. Today's message was all about getting your passion back. And one of the best ways to do that is to hang out with the people of God. You get your life surrounded by people of God, they are going to lift you up, pray for you, be there for you, and you will be so surprised to see how quick that passion comes back. One One way to do that is to connect to our life groups. They are online, on Zoom, meeting every week, different days of the week. People who will love and care for you. Our life group leaders are amazing. You can check that out on the website. Another way you can get yourself around the people of God is our watch parties. These are friends on mission together, and every Sunday morning they gather together in driveways, patios, backyards, cul de to get together and to share in this message of Jesus that we show every Sunday on our church online. And so I want to encourage you, check them out on our website. We have them all across belden where You want to get connected to one of these watch parties.
0: Dude, that's awesome. There's so many ways to get your passion back. One other way is to serve on a team. Uh, we have something coming up here in the Belden School District. We are uh, finishing out, remodeling some clothing slash food pantries uh, in three different locations, the high school, middle school, and their offices. And uh, we're just bringing all of it. This is a really big project for us. Uh, it's gonna be a really expensive project, but God's using it and uh, we're doing it for the kids here. Uh, families are food insecure. And so get signed up. Uh, there's a link that's gonna pop up and get click on that. It's helps us uh, see who's interested. You don't have to have any experience uh, in carpentry or tools um, to help out but I encourage you to get signed up today and uh, we'll let you know, reach out to you on how you can serve. We're putting together big shelving, Z-Racks, places for clothes. It looks like, almost like you walk into Walgreens or a Walmart, those type of shelving. So it's gonna be a really cool project. So I encourage you to get involved with that. And this is just one way your generosity makes a difference here at Real Life. So I encourage you to continue to be generous in this season to make a difference. It changes lives every single week because of your guys' donations. You can give at reallifechurchkc.com. You can give, text to give at any, or 84321. Uh, or you can send in a check on our website. You can find the address. So, hey, love you guys. Go and stand to your feet one more time. We're going to worship Jesus. And we're going to lift our lift our heart to him, the one who's forgiven our sin and set us free and uh, delivered us from death. And so let's come on. Let's lift up Jesus one more time. Come on.
6: Amazing love that welcomes me, the kindness of mercy. I bought with blood, wholeheartedly, my soul undeserving, God, you're so let go. has bought for me, both now and forever, yeah. thank you, sing it, God, You're so good, God,
4: You're so good, so good too there's so many reasons to say sing god and you're so good
3: awesome to know that God is so good. God is great. Pastor Sean, thank you for just that encouraging message on getting our passion back. And for so many of you, uh, you you know, I've been in this spot, maybe you're in this spot right now that you're like, (sighs) I hear you, Pastor Sean. I want the passion. I want to get it back in my life, but I just I, I'm without hope. Well, we want to be hope bringers to you guys today. So I want to encourage you to text RL Hope to nine seven zero zero zero, and we're going to bring some hope to you today in Jesus' name. So I want to encourage you guys in a few short moment, few shoot, a few short moments. Sorry about that. We're going to have a great time. Don't turn the channel. The Real Life Kids Church is on the way. If uh, if you have a family they're going to, they're going to, these kids are just going to love it. There's going to be a message. There's going to be activities. There's going to be songs. They are going to be jazzed about it. So don't get, don't forget about just following along and staying.